everybody be still be still my soul come on be still. and you gotta know just lean in this morning and take hold in our God and no one else be still God, God will work this morning. One thing I know, one thing I know, that I'm God. God will work it out. Come on, God will work it out. God will work it out. You see, whatever you're trusting God for, right now, this very moment. One thing, one thing, one thing, one thing, oh Lord, one thing, one thing, that our God, God will work it out. We just worship you, Father, right now. Be still, my soul. Come on all over this house right now that God is working it all out for our good for your good and my good and all we gotta do is lean in and take hold in our God alone in his promises Oh Lord, we take this time this morning just to be still.
morning is taken from the book of Daniel chapter 2 reading from verse 17 then Daniel returned to his house and explained the matter to his friends Hananiah Mishael and Azariah he urged them to plead for mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery so that he and his friends might not be executed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon during the night the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel praised the God of heaven and said, Praise be to the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are his. He changes times and seasons. He disposes kings and raises up others. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness and light dwells with him. I thank and praise God of my ancestors. You have given me wisdom and power. You have made known to me what we asked of you. You have made known to us the dream of the king. In this portion of scripture, Daniel and his friends have come to this point where the king has had a dream but nobody can interpret the dream. And it is a great mystery to everyone, all the wise men, but he hasn't consulted with the one that is connected to God. The king has consulted everyone else, but he has not consulted the one who hears from God. And so when Daniel, it comes to Daniel's ears that this is what the king is going to do. He's going to execute all the wise men. Because no one could interpret the dream, he was so angry and furious with all the wise men that he decided that he will execute all of them. And Daniel goes to his three friends and he says to them, he says, you need to pray and ask God to have mercy upon us because we are not going to be executed. We are going to know what this dream is. God is going to reveal it to us. And when he called upon God and they called upon God, God didn't waste any time. He answered that very night. He revealed the mystery to Daniel in a vision. And Daniel returns praise unto God. He says, God, you are everything. All wisdom belongs to you. All knowledge belongs to you. Everything is controlled by you. The times and the seasons are controlled by you. You know when kings will rise up and when kings will fall down. You are in control of every aspect. You have revealed the hidden things. I don't know what you are trusting God for. There may be something that you've laid before the Lord and you said, God, here with this aspect of my life, I need some direction. I need you to reveal something to me because this doesn't make sense to me and you put this before God. But I'm asking you this morning to be like Daniel and his friends and get on your knees and fast and pray and wait upon God because God is getting ready to reveal things to us. 
I believe this is a year of revelation. This is a year where God is going to bless us with discernment. Because it says here, He gives wisdom to the wise. So we're already wise. We just need His wisdom. We already have knowledge. We just need His discernment. We already know the hidden things, but we need Him to reveal it to us. So we are trusting God on this first Sunday. The first Sunday of 2024. No matter what you may be facing and whatever thing is lying in front of you that does not make sense, whichever aspect of your life you have come to a place where it doesn't make sense and you don't know which way to turn, know this, you serve a God who knows all things. You serve a God who raises up kings. He can raise kings. He can dispose of them. You serve a God who is all-knowing, all-knowing. And he said in his word, if he can do it for Daniel, he can do it for you. During the night, he will do a quick work. He will reveal it to you in a dream, in a vision. He will reveal it to you through his word. I am trusting God that this year will be a year where we will stand in the revelation knowledge of God. We will know his plans and his purposes for our lives. We will not look to the east or the west, to the north or the south. We will not look unto man, but we will keep our eyes focused on him because he is an almighty God. Let us just bow our heads in prayer. Father, we come before you, Lord, this first Sunday of 2024. We are in your house this morning because we need you. As we start off this year, many will be going back to work and the following week, children will be going back to school and universities. When we come before you today, the very first Sunday, we know, Lord Jesus, that this year we will face many things. We will face situations that we will not understand. We will face things, Lord, where we will not be able to comprehend with our own human understanding. We will face decisions that we need to make. We will face, Lord Jesus, decisions that we will need to make. We will face things, Lord, where we need to know which way to go. And like Daniel, God, we will say you are the God of all wisdom and knowledge. You are the God who is all wise and you know everything. So we put our faith and our trust in you and we know, God, that you will reveal yourself. You will reveal your plan. You will reveal your purpose, my God. This is a year where we are walking into your plan and your purpose for our lives with revelation knowledge. We're not going to walk in with doubt and fear and disbelief. We're going to walk in with faith. We're going to walk in with faith. We're going to walk in with boldness. We're going to walk in full of courage. Because we know that we serve a God who is almighty, all-knowing. So we commit this morning service to you and we say, Lord, have your way. Minister to us, God. Speak to us during our time of worship. Speak to us during our time of sitting at your feet and listening to the word. You minister to us, God. We praise you and we ask all these mercies. In the never-failing name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You excited to be found in the house of God? First Sunday of 2024. Turn to somebody next to you. High-five them and say you are in the right place.
You are in the right place. Amen. God bless you. Over to Lorenzo and the team. Hallelujah. You're in the right place. Amen. This is your father's house. And in this house, we know how to praise. Amen. Come on, let's put our hands together. 2024, you'll be come. We praise you. We adore you right now. Yes. Oh. And all we got to do is bless his name this morning. We bless you, Lord. We bless
within us. Amen. Come on, I don't know about you right now, but I've got reason to give him thanks this morning. Come on, let's put our hands together. We thank you, Lord, for waking us up this morning. Thank you for your protection. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Let's church, brother, come on. What is us? We said, one thing into the night. Hey, hey.
Because he healed, because he healed my heart, and he changed my name. Forever free, I'm not. I thank the master. Because he picked me up, because he picked me, and he turned you around. Because he healed my heart, because he healed my heart, he changed my name forever. I'm not the same. I thank, I thank my Savior, everybody. I thank God. Come on, we thank Him right now, because our lives are no longer what it used to be. Amen. We declare that has lost another one. We're standing here free to give Him praise and honor. Oh, let's go, Potter's house. Yeah, we say, has lost another one. Say, I lost not one. I am free. You are free. Yeah, I lost not one. We declare, I am free. We are free. Yeah, I lost not one. I am free. You are free. Hey, come on. I lost not one. intentional God 2024 he's intentional about everything that he's doing in your life your family your home your jobs your school whatever it is let's sing oh our intentional God right now you see 
Morning, I said, all things are working for my good. 
for our God you gotta say I don't have to worry about anything because if God is for you nothing and no one can be against you no weapon formed against you shall prosper because all things I don't have to worry about anything I don't have to worry I know he's there he goes before me he stands behind me right beside me I don't have to worry about it's working for me. Come on, you got to get it in your spirit. It's working for me and you and you. For your home, you don't have to worry about anything. Just lay it all at the altar. He's working it out. It's working. He's working it out now. Oh, we dishonor you, Father. We just give you glory, Father God, because you are intentional in everything, oh God. In everything, oh God. You're making ways where there seems to be no way. You're opening doors, oh Father God. Oh, you're the light in the darkness. And this is why we thank you, Father. Oh, we just worship you right now. Because all things are working for our good, Lord. You're turning it in our good, oh God. Robo We just love you and we adore you. Robo We glorify you. I try. I try so hard to see it. Took us, Lord. It took me so long to believe that you choose someone like me to carry, to carry your victory. Oh, perfection, perfection could never end. You give, Lord, you give what we don't deserve. You take the broken and raise them, Lord. Raise them to glory. Cause you are, cause you are my champion. And those giants, giants fall when you stand undefeated. Every battle I am, I am. Conquered it all. Jesus conquered it all for us. Now I know, Lord. And now I can finally see. You 
teaching us, oh Father. So let, so let all this striving, this is, this is my victory. You are, you are my champion. And those giants fall, giants fall when you stand and defeat every battle I know, Lord. when we lift our voices up to him and we open up our mouths this morning when I lift when I lift my voice and every wall cause we have I have the authority that Jesus Jesus has given when you open up your mouth when I open, you see miracles right now. Miracles start breaking. Because God has given you, I have the authority that Jesus, Jesus has. When you lift up your voice, when I lift my voice and shout, every wall. Every chain right now. I have the authority. You have the authority that Jesus has. Open up your mouth. When I open up my miracles, miracles stop breaking now. I have the authority that Jesus, Jesus has. When you lift your voice right now, when I lift my and when you shout out to him, all comes crazy. every wall you see, I have the you got the authority. Jesus has when you open up your mouth, when I all those miracles right now, every all over the house now I have the that Jesus Jesus has given me you are 
giants fall when you stand and you feet. Yeah. Every battle you win. I am who you say. And you crown us, Lord. I am seen in the heavenly, in the head. You're undefeated. Giants fall and use robots, Charamane. Every battle we win. I am, I am who you say. And you crown us, Lord. I am seated in the heavenly place and with the one who has conquered it all. Oh, we worship you. We honor you, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. There's no one like you, our Jesus. Every giant falls, every battle won because of you, Jesus. We worship you. We adore. When you lift up your voice, oh my God. When I lift my voice, every wall this morning, every stronghold, every chain in your life, that Jesus, Jesus, you stay there right now. When I lift my voice, God. And I shout to you, Father. Every it comes crashing down, Father. Every obstacle, every mountain of God, everything that blocks me this morning. Jesus, when I lift my voice to you, Father, and I shout of your goodness, and I shout of your glory, and I shout of your power, God. Every wall, every attack right now. Yeah, yes, Lord, when I lift my voice, oh God, oh, and I shout praises, and I shout glory, and I shout honor to you. You've got the authority this morning. The enemy has no control upon your life. Every battle you win, every mountain you overcome. of the storm, Father God, you still with us, Lord. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you always there. 
Solid rock, our firm foundation. Rain came and the winds blew. But you know what? My house was built on you. And I know, Father, I say, you, I'm gonna make it. When the rains came, Lord, and the winds all over. Hold us close and you never let us go. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it through. My house was built on you. I'm gonna make it through Our house was built on you. Around me, I've never been, I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus. He'll never, he's never. Come on, right now. If you believe that right now, let us worship our King, our Master, wherever you are right now and whatever you're trusting Him for. Ah, He's working it out. He never has and He never will fail you. Oh, every spirit of fear, every spirit of doubt right now. Robosha is removed in the name of Jesus because he's with you. Oh, like how he was with Peter. Oh, Robosha In the midst of the storm, he's with you. In the midst of celebration, he's with you. He's always with you. Oh, we worship you, Lord. Honor you. Word. 
worship you. Just worship him right now. All you gotta do, all you gotta do right now is build on him. Sure foundation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just worship him right now. You just sing a song unto him right now. everybody all over the house so I throw so I throw up my hands and praise you again and again cause all cause all that I have is a hallelujah come on this morning if there's anything else you have for him so I throw up my hands so I throw up my hands and praise you again and again. Cause all that I have is a heart. My hallelujah, my hallelujah belongs to you. And I know, Lord, and I know it's not much. I'm nothing else fit for a king. For a heart singing Hallelujah Hallelujah And I know Father And I know it's not much I'm nothing else fit for a king Except for a heart singing Hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah. Ooh. We just worship you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The song says. So I throw up my hands. I throw up my hands. I throw up my hands. Even if it's just a hallelujah that I have, I throw up my hands. And if you're here this morning and you're saying, Lord, I just have a hallelujah. Throw up your hands before him.
because we all of us have a reason to worship him we have a reason to give him thanks we are here lord not because of us we are here because of you we believe oh god that your presence is all over this place we feel you oh god we know that you are here we know that you are here so we throw up our hands before you to say thank you to sing hallelujah to cry out to you Hosanna to the king of kings because that's who you are oh god may our worship be a sweet smelling fragrance unto you this morning We do not worship, oh God, from where we are at, Lord. But we worship you because of who you are. That's, oh God, the position we stand in this morning. Not where we are at, oh God, but because of who you are. So we throw up our hands and we worship you. Father, this morning we come before you to the very throne room of grace and we thank you, oh God, just for your awesome presence. We are humbled, oh God, as your children to know, oh God, that you are here, that you speak to us, you minister to us, oh God, that you care for us, that you love us with all of your heart. We feel all of that this morning as we stand in your presence, oh God. that you would just bless us, minister to us, oh God. We've chosen to sit at your feet this morning, Lord. We want to hear from the very throne room of heaven. So we say, Lord, speak for your servants here. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen, amen. Amen, you may be seated. Thank you to the worship team. You excited this morning? It's the first Sunday of 2024. Oh, you should be excited because of what this year holds for us. You believe this year holds great things for us? You have to believe it. If you're sitting here and experiencing God the way we are this morning, you have to believe that there's great things in store for us this year. That's why I said, irrespective of where you are at at the moment, today, right now, just know that we are here because of who he is. And so we put aside everything else to say, Lord, we've come to worship you. We've come to sit at your feet. God, we've come to bless you. We've come to bless you. Amen. Now, who knows what's our theme for this year? Now, some of you are acting like you don't know. There's a big sign there. The next dimension. You have to get it into your spirit that there is a next dimension, which means that we're not going to be living in 2023 or 2022 or 2006 because there's a next dimension. 
And the next dimension is a, a new dimension of faith, of presence, and of glory. Only one person said it. Let's say it again. The next dimension is a dimension of faith. That's better. So every Sunday or every time you come into this church, into this house, you have to look there and remind yourself that this is what the next dimension is. Because we don't want to be living in the past. Okay, so I'm going to share this morning. I just wanted to remind you, but this sermon is also teaching us or telling us how we are going to move into the new dimension or the next dimension. I'm just going to uh, elaborate a little bit on the word that I spoke, uh, encouragement rather, that I spoke on New Year's Eve from Deuteronomy chapter 8. And I'm reading from verse 7. So you have to listen very carefully to this scripture because it holds a prophetic declaration for every one of us, for you as an individual, for your family, and for this church. So it says, for the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. Not any land, a good land. A land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flows out of valleys and hills. A land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees, and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land that he has given unto you. Amen. Amen. Come on, all of us should be shouting. Because this word is giving us a declaration and a prophetic declaration about where you're going at. Because when we're reading this word, it's not only for the children of Israel that were wandering and going into the promised land. It is for us right now. Because we're reading this word in the present, and we're saying, Lord, whatever is declared in this word is for me, is for my family, is for Potter's house. So the first thing he says, he says, for the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. And land means territory. What is the very famous scripture that we read? It says, every place that you Put your foot upon the Lord has given it unto you. Right now, I want to share with you a testimony about a good land that God gave us and how he gave it to us. Because I want you to grasp in your spirit how awesome our God is. And it comes out of testimony. For those of you to this time, this year, or in the next couple of years are looking for land and building, Trust God for a miracle. Now, when we first got married, we were living in a flat in 21 Jump Street. You all know where that, 1021 Jump Street. So it's not a good area. 
And our little uh, Tevina was born at the time, and uh, it was not a good place because there was all kinds of speaking in tongues and fighting and all of those kind of things. And we were not happy to raise a child in that place. But we also didn't have the means to go and buy a house because we were, Manny was not earning very well at that time. But we trusted God and we said, God, if it is your will, it will be done. I don't know what possessed uh, uh, Manny, <laughs> but he took a drive to this area where we're living in right now. It was a, a dead-end place that was full of bush. He went by himself, and he drove there, and he saw this place, and he drove back. He didn't tell me anything, but in the next few days, he said, let's take a drive. I want to show you something. So we go to this place, and, uh, this, and I look here, and I can only see bush, and uh, just this, you know, tarred, little bit of a tarred road there. And I said, what, uh, what are you bringing me here for? He says, no, this is the place that I, I would love for us to live in. There was no, any indication that there's building going to take place there or anything. So the both of us got out of our car, I think it was at that time. We went, we stood on the piece of land where our house is right now. We stood, it was high grass, we walked through, we held hands and we prayed and we said, Lord, we are believing you for this place, this land, and we're trusting you that you will give it to us. We prayed and we went away. A couple of months later, we didn't even think about it, a couple of months later, there were pamphlets that came into our post box that says, there's a low-cost housing scheme that they're building in this area in Pastadine in Unit 5. And uh, we looked at this place, and then we also knew we still didn't have the money for it. But we looked at this thing, and we said, let's go and have a look. They said, there's a showroom, show house there. Come and have a look and see. So we both of us went. We saw it was a small house. It was a small house. We went, and we had a look at the house, and... Uh, we saw, uh, we looked at the place and whatever, and uh, we came back home, and then we, we, we tried to figure out how we're going to work out our finances. So we decided we're going to sell our car, and we're going to go and put in a deposit for the land, and then decide how we're going to build and whatever, and I hope I'm getting the story right. But the main thing is this. When they started giving out property in that place, Manny and I went, we took our, all of our documents and went that we needed to go with, and we went into the show house and they had this big map planned out there, and it was only four houses that were right below road level, about three or four sections down. And that was all they were showing us, and we, s we looked at this place and we said, but that's not going up to that dead end over there. But anyway, looking down and we asked, and he uh, asked the lady that was there, he said, isn't there another map or another place? And I want to say this to you. She said, no, there's nothing. We are filling up all this place up here. This is the only place and land that is available. It was a very hot day. But at that very point in time, a gust of wind blew. There were... Uh, uh, there was a roll of paper on top of the cabinet that they had, the steel cabinet. A gust of wind blew. That uh, roll of paper fell onto the table and opened up. We were standing right there. And we looked at this and we see 
plots that were from that end on the top where's the dead end. And so we looked and then he looked and he said there were two other names that were already put onto there for houses that had been allocated, land that had been allocated. And he said, wait, wait a minute. Isn't this the place on the top there? They said, yes, but don't even think about it because we're not even planning to build now, maybe in the next few years. He said to them, put my name, that land was vacant where we stood on. Put my name here, I will wait for it. That's what he said. That wind was still blowing that day. Up until that lady put her name, our name, Emmanuel Clifton Ramadu with his ID, I remember very clearly, on that plot and said, this is yours. You may have to wait a while. We didn't wait long. Within a couple of months, it was agreed upon that we will get the land. We got the finances. We went and built on that property that we went and prayed for. The Lord said, I am bringing you into a good land. That is the testimony that we have. We will, I will never, ever, ever doubt God all my life. Because I know that when we pray for something, when two shall agree and they shall pray, it will happen. We didn't know there was another map up there. God blew it down. On a hot, boiling day, a gust of wind. It was only that miracle. Nobody, many of, maybe even our family, maybe even our children don't really know what happened on that day. But up until this day, now they'll tell us, we are living in Malvern. Come, be near to us. Firstly, we don't want to go too near. Secondly, it is a house that God gave us. That's a blessing to us. It's a generational blessing. It will go to our children and our grandchildren. It may not be all that, but it's our house. It's a, the Lord that brought us. I want to encourage you today. If you are trusting God for something, and it may seem like it's an impossibility, it was an impossibility for us. We built that house at that point, at that time, it, it cost us 40,000 rand in 1994 or five. It's now worth over 1.7 million. The Lord is bringing you into a good land. I want you to trust God today. No matter what the economic situation may tell you, Whatever your salary may tell you, whatever it is, trust God. Because it's not you that is deciding to go into the good land. The Lord is bringing you into a good land. And I believe that for the church as well. This is a prophetic word for this church. That the Lord is bringing us into a good land. However he does it, but he is going to do it. Because he knows the heart of this ministry. And he sees where we are going to before even we see it. Then he says, I am bringing you into the good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills. 
water in abundance. Now, you all know when we have water shortages what it is like. It's horrible, isn't it? You have to fill water here. Fill, you feel like you, you're dirty. House is dirty, isn't it? You just feel like that. It may not be dirty, but you feel like that. Water represents the ability and the Holy Spirit to refresh us, to cleanse us, to bring forth life. And when he says, I am taking you into this good land, I'm taking you for a refreshing, for a cleansing, for bringing life to you. We know how essential water is for us. We cannot live without it. The human body can go, I'm looking for a doctor, yeah? The human body can go without water for a maximum of three days. That is why when Esther went on the fast, she went on this extreme fast, she could only go for three days without food or water for the deliverance of Israel. The body will shut down if there's no water. We have to look at it as how it is not only for nourishment, it's for cleansing, right? You need water to cleanse yourself, to have bath, isn't it? I know when we went to Kenya and we didn't have running water, we would stand, you know, under the shower, there'll be like a trickle. You have to go like this, go like that, dance in the shower to get wet. Because that's how it was. And you don't feel clean. We know when we were coming on the plane back from Kenya, we looked like we were vagabonds. Our hair was all matted and uh, face was full of, you know, like sandy, you know, those kind of things. Because we didn't have the resource for the cleansing. And the moment we came home, the first thing we did beside eating the curry was to go and have a hot, hot bath and scrub. We came out white as snow. But the promise of water in the good land speaks of no lack. Here it says, they will, it's a land of brooks of water. It's a land that is flowing with fountains and springs. It says out of the valleys, water will flow. Out of the hills, valley, water will flow. Where you saw out of the valleys, the water is coming out. It says an abundance. And so when we're stepping into this year and we're saying, Lord, there's a next dimension for us. There's a next dimension in the spirit for us. A next dimension of cleansing. God, whatever it is that held me back, cleanse me, Father. Give me, I want to be nourished with the word. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to be refreshed. I want this life to bring forth life. That's what the water represents. Then it says, a land of wheat. And wheat speaks of fertility and growth and prosperity. From being sown, it grows. It's made into flour. It can be sold. It will make you prosperous. And even after it is harvested from that soil, it can be grown in that soil again. You know, sometimes after you grow something in a particular place, you'll have to re, uh, what you call, fertilize and turn it upside down and whatever it is. But it says that new wheat can grow in that same place. So when we're talking about wheat, we're talking about something that's a commodity. But it says more than anything, 
it speaks of fertility, which means that there is new growth that is happening in your life. In this new dimension, next dimension, we're not going to be sitting back with what we had previously and say it's enough for me, carry me through the next 10 years with what I've received. It's going to be a time where we're going to grow, where we're going to prosper, prosper beyond means. You know something, when I was listening to all of the, the prophetic declarations of the families that came forward on Sunday, most of it spoke about an abundance. There was a declaration of abundance because there was one mind and one accord of what God is going to do in this year to come. That there's going to be more than we can take and we can have. Then the next thing it says, it's a land of barley. Now, barley is a cereal grain. It does not have to be crushed or made into anything. But it can be used as it is. It's used in bread, in soup, in cereal. There's no effort to make it usable. We use it directly from the harvest. And it's the first grain that comes out of the land is the barley. It's the first fruit of the land. And it speaks about a, a, a time of joy and a time of blessing. When there's a first fruit that comes out, the households rejoice because they know that this land is good. There's going to be more that comes out of this land. But also, when it talks about a barley sheaf, a barley sheaf will, live, will be standing up like this, and it will be, whenever there's a wind, it waves. In the book of Le Leviticus, it says that as the barley sheaf is waving, so also should our hands be as a thanksgiving and worship towards God. When you're stepping into this new uh, next dimension, it's going to be a time for you to increase your worship and your thanksgiving. We sang the song just now. So I throw up my hand. Not I just look. Because throwing up my hands, it shows something else. That I'm not ashamed of anything. I'm throwing up my hands. And if you didn't throw up your hands, you have to confess today. Because we all of us have something to throw up our hands and thank God for. That's what the barley sheaf does. It waves in the wind, and it's a first fruit. As we're entering into this year, let it be with our hands thrown up, singing a hallelujah before God, not from the place of where you are at, but because of who he is. We have to get that into our spirit, because if we worship him from where we are at, our hands will be down. Our head will be down. We will not worship him the way we should be worshiping him. And that does not say much for us as children of God. The next thing it says, it's a land of vines. Vines creep and crawl and spread out horizontally and vertically. Now, when we went to uh, our holiday in, in the Drakensberg, we, were, we walked under this... Uh, uh, I don't know what, what they say it is, uh, you know, beams and all of that, like a veranda kind of thing, right? But there were vines that were growing there, and we saw little grapes, bunches of grapes there. And Nanny said, just take your, look at your hand like you're taking the grapes, I'll take a photo for you. 
try to, you know, I you know, you like to show off a bit, but you know, so I did like that. Photograph never come out too nice, so that's why I didn't put it up today. But, but, it's when I looked at it, I saw how the vine was creeping, holding on to that beams that were there, and crawling up. It spread out horizontally and vertically. It cannot be supported on its own strength, that vine. It has to attach itself to something. And it sends out its shoots and it spreads rapidly. The word for us today is, when we're growing, you grow towards God. When you're growing, you grow towards man. That which you have must spread towards others. That which you have must spread towards him. There must be an attachment. Because we cannot have an attachment to God and not have an attachment to people. We have to have it because what comes from him has to go this way. So our ministry, when we're talking about for this year, and he says, we are the vine. He's the vine, we are the branches. Whatever comes from him must spread out. That's the next dimension. Presence and glory must move wherever we're going. That's the vine. The next thing it says, it's a land of fig trees. And you know, we don't pay much attention to fig trees. Besides, when I used to go to school, I used to like to buy from the figs auntie. You all know that one, figs and boar? The auntie used to sell in the packet with the red liquid inside. We used to love it. And we like when we chew that, how when you chew that fig, it just bursts in your mouth, isn't it? You don't remember some young children who say, hmm, yuck, I will buy it for them. But that's what, when, that's what my remembrance of what a fig tree was. But figs were so highly valued in the days of Egypt that they were awarded to winners of competitions because it symbolized wisdom and success in abundance. It symbolized a sign, it was a sign of peace and prosperity. And Joash, for you, it was used for medicinal purposes. So maybe if some things don't work out, rub some figs on them. It may work out. Because it speaks of health, it speaks of a faithful, vibrant people. Because if you look at a fig, it's, it's not very hard on the outside, but on the inside, it's bursting full of flavor. Isn't it? Like I told you, you know when you bite into it, you just get that. That's what we need to be, stepping into the next dimension. A people that are healthy, vibrant, faithful people. Because if we want to take this church to where God wants it to be, we can't be complacent, we can't be unhappy, we can't be grumpy, we can't just say let things go as it goes, where they go, we'll go, no. We have to be this kind of people that will infect wherever we go. Vibrancy. When people are low and down and out, we must be able to get into that place and we must be able to change the atmosphere because of what God has deposited. He says, I'm taking you into this land where there's this thing. Then he says, I'm taking you into a land of pomegranates. Now, the pomegranate is called 
the fruit of heaven, if you didn't know. I didn't know. And when there was an abundance of pomegranate, it spoke about financial and material wealth, pomegranates. But the most important pur purpose in the Old Testament for the pomegranate was that it was attached to the garment of the priest. So the priest's garment, you know the bottom, you know the priest used to go in with the blood sacrifice, right? Into the very holy of holies where nobody else was expected to go in besides him. They would put a gold bell, a pomegranate. A gold bell, a pomegranate. Alternate it around his, the hem of his garment. So that when he walks in, as long as they hear the bell, they know he's alive. But what does the pomegranate do? It speaks about the righteousness of this man. That's what pomegranate did. It spoke about the righteousness of a priest. The priest could not walk in if he was not right before God. I want you to understand today, we cannot be compromising in any way. In any way, in any circumstance. We cannot compromise who we are. This morning, Manny and I were having a conversation about friends, and I don't know why it really came up. But he said, you know, we don't really have friends that we go out with besides our family. And my sisters are here, they, will <laughs> they are the same. We don't go out. And, uh, he's, you know, he, we were trying to figure out, I don't know why that conversation while I was preparing to preach, you know, came up. But he says, I, I couldn't figure out why, but I was sitting here today, uh, standing here today, and I said, you know what? Sometimes people don't understand who we are and what we stand for and what we believe in. So they don't really like our company because we don't do what they want us to do. And so we are seen like the stiff-necked people, you know, that won't do anything. Cheryl and I had the opportunity to go to Cape Town last year with, the, with our boss, former boss, and his family. And uh, we went, but we never felt like it was our place. Because they were having wine tasting, and Cheryl and I were sitting and eating nuts. And uh, you know, we were taking photographs and all, but she will tell you, when we went back to our rooms, we said, you know what, this is not for us. And they could see that we were not fitting in. We were like two square pegs in a round hole. That's how it was. They took very good care of us. We, it's all expenses paid trip. But we were not at peace over there because they, they did not understand where our lives are in God. They will, that we don't compromise. So they said, you know what? Eat this little wine, taste it. You don't do anything. That, that's how it comes. You know how like when Satan came to Eve? He said, did God say? Get that. Righteous living is very important. And so that's why I thought to myself when I was standing, and I said, maybe that is why people don't want to be with me. Because when they want to do things that I don't like, it makes them uncomfortable. So I'd rather stay with my sisters and be friends with you all. 
and care about you and love you as my family and my friends. So the pomegranate is a picture of holiness, a picture of right living. And the pomegranate shows that it protects our heart. It's so important for us for this heart to be protected before God. The next thing that they speak about was the olive oil. It's a land of olive oil. And the olive oil is a symbol of gladness. It's a symbol of being separated and being devoted. And the olive oil was used to light up the lamps at that time. We all remember the, the ten virgins, right? The five wise and the five foolish of how the five were prepared and they had extra oil and the five that the foolish ones they didn't have, they're sitting and waiting, oil is burning out, they don't know what to do, they're running to the shop hither and thither because they did not have enough. Olive oil, is, it's an, uh, it's, it sets us apart for a special anointing. It, sets up, it speaks about us being prepared for the coming of the Lord. We don't ever forget that in our days of living. Is that there's going to come a day when Jesus is coming back. And we have to be prepared. Olive oil speaks of the light. And we always speak, when we sing the song, we say we are a city set on a hill. Why? Because it has to be visible. We don't have, they say, who takes a light and burns it and puts it under a bushel or under a bowl? It will burn out. The light has to shine. Olive oil is representative of the oil. It's bringing us into a land of light where we are the light of the world. We, we, heard, we heard it so many times. How many of us really take it into our spirit? When you are the light of the world, things are attracted to you. We all know when we have the lights on and the easels start coming, what happens? They come out of the first thing is they go to the light. The moths come out, they go to the light. So there's an attraction to something that is bright and vibrant. The next thing is bringing us into a land of honey. And honey speaks of sweetness and abundance and God's favor. He, when, he told, when he told Moses, he says, I'm taking you into a land of milk and honey, right? It's, it's, it's speaking about us having a wisdom that is, is goes beyond what we, today Annie was talking about having wisdom. We may be wise, but we need to have the wisdom of God. When David spoke to his son, David, to son Solomon, he said to him, Solomon, eat honey because it is like wisdom to your soul. That's, what he's, that's the advice he gave to his son. And imagine what Solomon asked for. What did Solomon ask for? For wisdom. And his father said to him, eat honey. Look at it in the, in the book of Samuel. It says, read honey for it is like wisdom. Sorry, the book of Kings. It's like wisdom to his soul. Now, I'm not saying go now, look for honey everywhere and drink honey and put your sugar right up. Don't do that. <laughs> but it's a symbolism that it is something that is sweet and in abundance. We have to have a sweet spirit. And a sweet spirit, you know what it means? It means that when you smile, it must show in your eyes. We don't just 
You know how sometimes when you take a photo, they say cheese? We say cheese, but it's not really cheese. Isn't it? We just do it because everybody says do it. But there's a sweetness that must come out of us. The, my father always used to say to Neil and Manny and uh, Ger Pastor Gerald, he'll say, where the honey is, that's where the bee is. You all know that saying? Where's the honey, there's the bee? Hey, I don't know which generation you all came out of. But that's what he used to say. So there's, where there is honey, where there's sweetness, people will be attracted. You know what this whole thing is that? Whatever is happening in your life, it must flow out so that it affects other people. Because it's not about you. It's not about you and your wife. It's not about you and your children living happy, getting everything, having everything, and say, ooh, life is beautiful. It's about you taking what God has placed in you to give out to others, to make a mark, to be an ambassador, to be a representative of who he is. Then the next thing he said, it's a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, an abundance of bread. And we all know bread is a staple diet, right? All of us. Unless, of course, now during this Christmas time, you put on a few, then you say, you know what? Whoo, we can't have bread and rice. I'm staying away completely. No bread and rice. You go for one week, body starts going shivering and jittery and all that. I have to have the bread. Why? It's a staple. It's something that's needed every day. No matter how much you want to avoid it, we all know how we like peanut butter bread. And <laughs> Come on. I know if I don't feel like eating, my first go-to is peanut butter. My first go-to, Talia, is nice thick jam on a slice of bread. She came and finished all my jam. <laughs> but when we look at bread, bread symbolizes the word. It's something that must be put in us daily. He's sending us into a land of, a good land of bread, where there's no scarcity of it. There must be no scarcity of the word in your life, which means that you don't have one day and don't have 10 days. You have one day and don't have 10 days, isn't it? See, that's what happened, because what we get here in this morning service is sometimes what we expect to carry us till next Sunday. Every day, we all know how those morning messages pop up, right? Devotions. If you don't have the time on your own, which I think you should repent and make the time on your own, read those devotional things. Read something that gets into your spirit. Take a word from that in the morning. Every day, let it be. We know that in this house, there's no scarcity of bread. And we know that bread, when it's freshly baked, it has such a lovely flavor, smell. Because we all know this, you know, when our family gets together on a Sunday morning for breakfast, we go to Oven Delight. And Oven Delight will sell them fresh, hot, hot bread. They'll take it out. They'll put it in the packet. As we're going in the car, you know, after church, how you feel, right? As we're going in the car, that smell will be getting us. The moment we get home, I don't even make that poor man take his shoe out. Cut the bread, put the butter, 
Let's have something, and he'll be cutting and cutting. Too long, he'll be gone before we can have breakfast. Why? The smell and the freshness makes you want to have it. That's what the word must be for you. There must be a fragrance about the word that says, I want this word. I don't want to wait for it till I everything else, I do everything else, till the pork sausage is fried, till the bacon is fried, then we'll sit. No, I want it now because that's the freshness. Then the next thing, and I'm going to end just now. He says, oh, oh, let me just finish this one. It says, you will eat bread without scarcity in which you will lack nothing. Just say that, I will lack nothing. Declare it. When you say, I will lack nothing. You don't get it into your spirit, but when you say, I will lack nothing. Because that's what it must be for you. When you say it, you believe it within yourself. I will lack nothing. Because that's the good land that he's taking us into. Then it says, a land whose stones are iron. And out of whose hills you can dig copper. Oh, the richness of the land. There's not just a land. It's going to cause us to have so much of abundance. Because what happens when you have rich minerals in your land? People want to pay you for it, isn't it? We all know that when people strike oil, what happens to that piece of land? The value goes up. We all know that when there's, uh, uh, there's uh, shopping centers and things around our homes and when, when easy accessible, what happens? Valued properties go up. You won't find that in the farm place. You can go buy the house there. But where there's commodities, things that are available to you, prices go up. It's this copper and iron, it shows strength. It was used to build and decorate. They dug it out of the land so that when they were building, they had stone that was as strong as iron. Rains came, winds blew, my house was built on you. Because it's not just built with anything. It's built with stone that is as strong as iron. And copper was used to make weapons of warfare. They went into the promised land. There was no promise from God that there would be no enemy there. They went in, they used the copper from the land to make their weapons of warfare. Our God is a good God. He just don't take you into a land and say, there, there you are. No. He makes a provision for you. He gives you the things that he knows you will need. That's our God. Iron was used to reinforce. And so today we're saying, Lord, let our faith be as strong as the iron. Let our, uh, the copper Give us this weapon of warfare in our spirit. Let it be like that. We don't have the physical weapon, but we have weapons of warfare in our spirit that we are able to fight for. Remember the bread that we have daily? It's turned into a weapon of warfare for you because that's what we use. We don't go and fight with the person that is causing trouble. We speak the word. We fight with the word, weapons of our warfare. And then the last thing it says in verse 10, 
When you have eaten and are full, then you will bless the Lord your God for the good land that he has given you. Don't forget to give thanks to God. Because you know why? For many, when we have all the good things, when we're going up in life, bank accounts are increasing, cars are parked in the yard, jobs are coming our way, money is being filled up, we forget who gave us the good land. Don't forget, because all of our achievements are only by his grace, because it is him who has ordained it. So when we speak about the Lord is bringing you into a good land, he's got so much in store for us, so much. This next dimension, I'm excited, because I said, Lord, you are giving us a, just a new, I, I don't know if you, but I can feel it. Like a new, something new is going to happen. Something new is going to happen. And are you ready for that next dimension? It's going to require your faith to be stretched. It's going to require more and more of his presence and his glory in your life. But you know what the most important thing is? When God brings you into the good land, when God blesses you in abundance, don't forget that it's about him and that we need to build his house. Don't forget. Whatever is due to God in your abundance, give it to him first. Let's just bow our heads in a word of prayer. Thank you, Lord. Father, we come before you this morning. We are thanking you in advance for the good land that only you can bring us into. It's not our own strength. It's not our own ability. It's not what we know. It's not our accolades. It's not our education. But it is you that is bringing us into this good land. A land, O oh God, that has plenty a land of water, a land of wheat, a land of barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates and olive oil and honey and bread and stones and copper in which we will lack nothing. So we thank you for every one of your sons and daughters. Whatever they are trusting you, God, for this year, I believe that you will bring it to pass. Because this is our next dimension, is to trust you without measure, without any doubt in our hearts. And we give you praise and honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You're blessed this morning. Amen. We're going to take up our